Hello and welcome to another edition of Atlas Information Live. We are very pleased that you could be with us today for a discussion on a topic which happens to be apropos right in this moment for us. Literally, literally five minutes before we began, before we began, a family member had a technological crisis that needed to be troubleshooted literally five minutes before we went live. So um, talking about being in the flow of things. <laughs> uh, Bruce Lee once said, now water can flow or water can crash. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> we'll get into all of that. Uh, so somehow we still managed to uh, go live, what, a minute, a minute late, maybe a couple minutes late. But um, we're glad you can be with us. And uh, it's just fitting that, that this little uh, episode just happened to be on topic. Because what we're going to be discussing today is all about this, this thing, this phenomenon that people call the flow, the flow state. And what is the flow state? And what does it mean to be in the flow state? And then we came across some interesting uh, expressions saying, no, 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 you don't, you're not in the flow state. You have to become the flow state. And there's clearly a lot of ideas and concepts. And sure, surely many of these ideas and concepts are expressions of people's experience of what they call the flow state or believe that is the flow state or or what they characterize what they interpret as the flow state so it seemed appropriate also not just the few seconds few minutes prior to the live stream our flow completely <laughs> taking us away from our intended purpose, uh, which was to do the live stream, suddenly this, this, this rush of current swept us away to do something completely unrelated in a completely different part of the house and with just moments to spare. But we, we, uh, we returned to where we needed to be here and now in the moment. And... But prior to this, as you know, last week we did a, a sort of Q&A session or a feedback session on that uh, video that we've been working on for six months. And how outlandish and ridiculous does that seem? And were we in the flow state for that whole time? And why is it that 
Since then, absolutely nothing. We, we haven't worked on anything. We haven't done anything. We didn't even take that video and chop it up into pieces. What's that all about? How is it that somebody can spend multiple hours a day for even more than six months working toward this very specific goal, this, this, this thing, and every single day, hours upon hours upon hours upon hours, you know, honing it, polishing it, editing it down, crafting it, and then poof, nothing. <laughs> now it's, so what's that all about? How does that fit into this flow state that people talk about? Because when we hear the word flow, clearly that has a kind of connotation to it. Movement, motion, being carried with the current, going with the flow, these, these expressions that we have seems to be associated with, with flow. However, we're just over five minutes in. We've got, according to StreamYards, uh, uh, a number of you watching. So here is the, uh, the uh, link if you wish to participate. Because this is, seems to us the type of topic that is useful to discuss for people to share one another's uh, experience of this flow state because <clears throat> there are many different states which certainly can be attributed to or described as or um, associated with this flow. For example, runners often talk about being in the zone, getting into the zone. And if you've ever experienced that as a, as a jogger, we mean like a runner, a, a distance runner, a jogger, then, then that could be for you, your experience or what you might describe as being in the flow state. It's a very difficult state to describe other than it seems like the entire world vanishes and you are single-mindedly inside this capsule of motion related to your running and it's it's a surreal type experience it's a it's a it's a place of hyper focus hyper concentration and yet complete relaxation. And again, the whole world seems to vanish. And it's just you and your body and the path, right? right? The, whether you're jogging on a road or a sidewalk or in the woods, or it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's you're living in the center of the moment or it's been described many, many different ways, the, the zone. Uh, so that's one example that people might use to describe being in the, the flow state. Um, of course, certainly people who have done uh, psychedelics and other types of, uh, of substances, 
will have their own experiences that they describe as being in the flow state and having things just coming to them and flowing through them and it like a stream of consciousness and so really really what we're here to try to unearth is what is this flow state really what is it really because as we're describing here there are many 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 different states of consciousness there are many 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 different experiences mental emotional physical combinations of these things because they're all interlaced they're all overlapping at all times very rarely are you able to have an experience which is purely emotional or purely mental or purely physical right the mind is always there in some capacity the emotions are always there in some capacity sure it, it could be a question of degree so the uh, the weighted average if you will might be highly focused towards right the physical or the mental or the emotional but the other two are still there even if they're there in 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 relatively insignificant uh, intensity in that particular moment so so what then really is this flow state and why should we care right what what is it about this flow state going with the flow being in the flow being the flow if you want to take it that far what is it about that which holds significance and let's just take a pause and back up and just share some of what you have been sharing in the chat uh, james begins uh, just wondering uh wherever you feel without just wandering wherever you feel without any sense of direction having no tether to anything that's that controls you okay um zoltan says any normal information uh is now i wonder is zoltan asking that about uh is that a comment that he's making about flow state or is or is that a question he's asking is like can he expect to receive any normal information from us today <laughs> We're not sure. We're not sure. We're trying to go with the flow there, Zoltan. So you'll have to uh, inform us. But James also says motion equals emotion. Um, and then again, if you want to join in with the discussion, those are the, the 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 links. They're in the chat. You can cut and paste them into your browser, and StreamYard will take care of the rest. James Birch says E equals energy. So Zoltan says emotions uh equals energy in motion and uh, zoltan also says i use it for my personal spiritual development james says it's all inside you okay and you are the universe um it's programmed into your brain james says okay so even in a relatively small um sample size with just a few comments Right? A handful of comments, a, a, a couple dozen comments from half a dozen participants. We have quite a broad definition 
of what the flow state is. Now, this in and of itself, there's nothing particularly wrong with that. Everybody has their experience and everybody, for lack of better definitions and language to share or express that experience with others, we will turn to whatever terminology is available to us in our attempt to express what in many ways is the inexpressible, let's face it. Most spiritual experiences are uh, beyond words, certainly beyond the ability for other people to grasp them. It's, it's very, very, very difficult for someone. You, you might even come to some sort of intellectual or even an emotional description of voluptuous kind of uh, verbal linguistic expression or in music or in song or in dance or in you know visual arts or however you express yourself you might find some kind of expression of that spiritual experience and people interacting with that expression may be able to feel a connection to that deeper source from whence your experience originated and they will have that connection within themselves and therefore you know they'll but you will not be able to express your spiritual experience in such a way that other people will be able to get it as if they had gone through the experience themselves you might be able to give them tastes of it right shadowy reflections of it you might be able to simulate or approximate and give for them a kind of vicarious experience in your expression allow them to participate for example in your enthusiasm and your energy in in sharing that experience for example if you are a performance artist or a speaker or something or a musician again well it's performance art too so when we talk about something like the flow state and we have all different sorts of expressions or or descriptions of what it is then very much it'll be based on individual experience and individuals are just grasping at words and concepts and they're applying them to their experience what they believe that's what that must be because that's what i've that's what i've experienced this must be what people talk about when they talk about flow state we're gonna back up and just um uh zoltan says i mean deeper particular information okay <laughs> i experienced flow as a continuous flow of synchronicities by jung's definition jennifer says when in flow state you receive what you are meant to experience i find it's a higher vibrational state and we must be without judgment to remain in it as azil says yeah it's easy to say that something is of two sides of the same coin but it is hard to express the gift within that saying 
this is uh, related to uh, you know the use of language and expressions and uh, also our experiences. Zoltan says, I also experienced that it led to, to a state described by Jung like individuation. But in this case, it was pure spiritual individuation. Jennifer adds, it's having the eyes to see and ears to hear, which is synchronicity. So again, we have lots of different um, concepts and words and uh, specific words with specific definitions being bandied about and 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 sh and uh, thrown into the into the pot, if you will, in discussion of this flow state. And in truth, they all have uh, relevance. They all have relevance here. James continues, mentally moving through the frequency spectrum from scalar to subsonic in sleep through the day into death. Which uh, has its own particular has its own particular contribution to make to the discussion at hand. It's very heady, though, that, that comment. Zoltan says, yes, I can give people, especially technology, methodology, how to reach a similar state of mind and soul. But I can also describe my particular related stories, which are really complex in information and knowledge and relations. So, this is coming back to our comment about trying to share experiences with others. Is it fair to say that given a fair amount of what's been said, that there is, we're not going to use the word discrepancy, but there is a wide um, array of applicable terminology and experiences and phenomena which seem to have some sort of significant connection to this topic that we are discussing today. Because we've heard words like energy in motion. We've heard expressions like those with the eyes to see and the ears to hear. We've heard, we've seen and heard the word synchronicity. And then there's the technology and methodology to reach states of mind and soul. Then the frequency spectrum from subsonic in sleep, uh, from scalar to subsonic in sleep, which is literally a spectrum. And specifically, he was referring here to the mental spectrum. So frequency vibration, high mental vibration, low vibra mental vibration. And so because he's referring here to sleep, then presumably 
there's some element of consciousness coming into play there because when we lose consciousness, I mean consciousness on that level, on this level of the rational mind, losing consciousness and falling asleep, but we still dream. So, then Zoltan's comment about what Jung said about individuation and spiritual individuation, what's the difference? Is there a difference? And what is the defining line that, that defines individuation versus spiritual individuation? Now, all of these you have shared, you have brought to the table. It's like we, we, we spread out a table and it's completely blank. It's like we laid out a... Uh, a big sheet of parchment paper instead of a tablecloth. And everybody came and did a brainstorm session. And we all wrote what we think flow state is or what we've experienced flow state as. We've all added that. And now we have this huge canvas, this, this uh, mural right? And it's, it's littered with all of these terms and expressions and everything else. What if we came along and added a single word to that mural? We took all those words and we drew a line from all those words together and we found a piece of a little white spot in the middle of the mural. And all of those terms and all those concepts and all of those experiences and all of those things that you have expressed as manifestations of, expressions of, flow state. And we drew we 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 drew lines like a giant octopus, right? Like a flow chart, like any kind of mind map. And in the middle, normally you would write flow state and, you, and then you would have all these lines and you create this mind map. That's what we were doing. We we're doing it virtually without the actual visuals. But I use your conscious visualization, your conscious imagination and visualize it. Visualize the mind map that we've created. Like on a giant whiteboard or on that piece of parchment paper on the table. Now, we're going to come along and we're going to erase the word flow state. And in its place, in the center of the mural, that's connecting all of these disparate concepts and ideas and words and terminologies and definitions, we're simply going to write the word being. And below the word being, in little brackets, we're going to put the letter V, as in the verb, to be, being. Our purpose here is not to deflate anyone, 
It's not to suck the life out of the room, to suck all the energy out, to create this reductive phenomenon. Because if you're using your conscious visualization, everything that everybody has added to the mural is now connected with a line snaking away from the middle. Where we had the word flow state as our mind map and all those concepts around flow state, we've simply erased flow state and substituted being, the verb. And all of those connections and all of those experiences and all of those definitions and all of those manifestations and all of those expressions, they all are expressions and manifestations of being. What is the flow state? The flow state is being in a state of being itself. The irony about being in flow state and the irony of the, uh, the, the say, no, 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 you, you, you don't, you don't search for being in flow state. You search to be the flow state. The irony in that is that it's so redundant. <laughs> it's so unnecessary words. To be, there's your flow state. This energy and motion, this motion aspect to the word flow is something that the conceptual mind applies subjective conditioning and mechanical, physical attributes to. What we are going to share with you and invite you to bring your own experience to the table, just like you are bringing your, your words and your ideas and your expressions and your experiences and concepts to our mind mapping exercise around flow state which is being. We are going to take you on a, what contemporaries would call a uh, thought experiment, but what we will call an exercise in creative imagination, in conscious ex experiential knowledge and expand your conscious comprehension of the word flow. And we are going to do it, lo and behold, by turning to what James describes here, that Bruce Lee said, be water, my friend. Before we do, we got some um, comments flowing in. Moon says, Namaste, beautiful souls. He also says, I like this, very powerful, to be the flow state 
versus to be to be the flow state versus to be in the flow state. Okay, All right. We're going to show you how those two things mean the same thing. But regardless, the point is, is that what we're going to show is this expression to be the flow state or to be in the flow state is a redundancy. That's the same, that's that's just like saying to be, to be. To be being. Flow state is being. And we're going to show you that. Because being, unfortunately, in our rational mind, being has a connotation of being of, of staticness, of motionlessness to be. Right? It's so it's so simple, it's so direct. It's like it's like putting a period at the end of a sentence. To be, you are. In English and in most languages, we tack on verbs or adjectives or some other words to that statement. I am blank. And we add stuff to that. Right? I, I was doing this. I am doing that. And we add the word doing in there. Or I'm being busy. Or, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that the holy name of God in Hebrew is Eheye Asher Eheye. I am that I am. <laughs> I am what I am. I am. Now, is God static? Is creation not motion? Shakespeare said, to be or not to be, that is the question. But we have this neuro-linguistic programming in our rational mind that that's not enough. No, we have to be in some mystical flow state. So that when we're not doing anything, when we're just being, we no longer register it as being in the flow state because nothing's flowing nothing's moving everything is still oh my goodness i've lost the flow state no no it's just that the concepts that we have the expressions the experiences that we have and the the very notion that we have to seek the flow state, find it and hold it, and then eventually we will lose it. It's a temporary thing. It's something you fall into or fall out of. It's something that you experience for a while, but then you lose it. We prefaced the very discussion today how, how it is that we can spend six, six months working on something and then a week doing absolutely nothing. Did we lose the, were we in the flow state for six months and we lost it? So let us back up. Zoltan had a couple of lengthy chats. We don't want to get too far 
behind in our chats because it's then it's really hard to catch up. Of course, he says, it is a big difference between individuation and spiritual individuation. Okay, this is coming back to that question. Individual individuation is an earthly awareness of earthly life, earthly physical self, and mind state and content, like thoughts, feelings, emotions, etc. Spiritual individuation is similar to earthly one, but related to higher levels of our creation, our non-physical realms, and at that same time, deeper inner self consciousness and awareness, which is afterthoughts and earthly emotions. It has something to do with, and I'm assuming he continues it, maybe not, then you can, yeah, yeah, then you can remember who you are in your spiritual self, your origins, past lives, incarnations from the origin to the physical worlds and back. Also memories on lives between incarnations. Okay. Um, he also says to be or not to be. It is not a question. It is a state of mind. James says alpha and omega frequency or wavelength because, yeah, um, One end to the other and everything in between. In creation, as Zoltan says, is, in creation is nothing static. Just this little materialistic life is static as a stone, especially people's minds. And then James asks, what is nothing? Almost everything. Let's come to water. Let's focus on water for a moment. And the reason why we're going to focus on water is because of the word flow, but also because of the word state. Flow state. You see, water is one of those elements that we are all familiar with its various different states. We all know what ice is and snow and we all know what, obviously, liquid water is. We, we couldn't be alive if we didn't know what that was. And more than certainly, we have all experienced steam. We have all seen clouds. We have all been in the fog. We know what water vapor is. So we have water, and we're talking about physical water now, in its three, in its three states. There actually is a fourth state of water that science has not readily uh, accepted yet. Uh, that fourth state relates to energized and, and or structured water. So uh, polarized water, which um, we don't have the scientific terminology to get this right, but uh, there is a bit shoot video that we will uh, share with you. We'll put it in the comments if uh, someone reminds us at the end. To share it with you it's an hour and a half long uh presentation but it's a it's an absolute fascinating mind-blowing presentation about the fourth state of water and it is absolutely essential for biological life and just for the moment uh moon and others right where of course water is a living element we're just going to keep it limited to water because it's going to help us comprehend what it means to be, what the flow state is. 
And the various different states of water, we know that ice, more or less, behaves like a solid, like a rock, like any other, like anything in the mineral kingdom. That element of water takes on those characteristics. But as a liquid, as a fluid, water is the life-giving substance without which no life on this planet could exist, certainly. And it is also, it, it's what carves out the arteries and it is able to, you know, weather stone and it might take a long time, but uh, sometimes in the case of catastrophic flooding, water is able to reshape the landscape in a matter of minutes. When you have a strong enough torrent and a high enough, a great enough volume of water, it can completely reshape the surface of the earth. It can wash away entire communities and it can completely change coastlines and everything else. So water is, has this, let's call it ferocity. Now, water doesn't get angry. We've been in a typhoon. We've experienced hurricane. Uh, we've experienced to a lesser degree a tsunami. We've never felt any animosity or anger or rage. Even though you can people people call like a raging river or a raging torrent of water. But there's no anger there. But water can be absolutely ferocious. And it can be completely still. And it doesn't have to be ice to be completely still. Because even ice isn't completely still. But if you look at surface of a lake or a pond or just a, a vessel of water with no vibration, with no wind, nothing blowing across its surface, then you observe and you look at it, it's perfectly still. And we often use the analogy of uh, a high mountain lake surrounded by mountains. And when there's no wind blowing and that and there's no disturbance on the water, it's a, it's a remote mountain lake and it's completely still but it has depth to it. So what you end up with is the surface of the water becomes like a mirror and it can reflect the heavens. That is a state of water. And the water to our eyes is still, but the water is still flowing. It has to be flowing. When water becomes totally still and totally stagnant, then that's when it putrefies and dies. That's when things like green algae and all this, that's, you know, like the, the putrefication of water happens when it is, when it, when it becomes too still and it's lacking that life, that energy and the, the, the primal 
resetting organisms uh, come into play, which that's they basically the organisms of death because death is rebirth. And so putrefaction, putrefaction is that process. So when, when, you know, when you go to, uh, you go someplace and there's some, uh, fetid swamp or some pond that never gets any fresh water, never drains. And it's just, you, and you know, you don't want to go in there. You don't want to let your dog in there. It's just this fetid pool of a cesspool because the forces of nature are doing what they need to do to revitalize that water in its own way by first going through the process of death by bringing by by responding to that energy that lifeless energy right death is really lifelessness so listlessness that's another word that's um, you know listless water something that's listless is said to be dead it doesn't move it doesn't react it doesn't respond to our advances to to our our it doesn't respond to stimuli water also in its behavior you can observe this on a macro scale if you go to the beach you see waves come and go you see tides high tide low tide but the waves especially and many of you were talking about energy and emotions and frequency and frequency spectrums and all this other stuff, which really what you're talking about are waves. The waviness of sound itself. Sound are waves. We call them sound waves. These are behaviors and characteristics of water water as you know as one of the four elements has not just physical characteristics but metaphysical characteristics the wateriness the flowiness the flowness of water and the states of water and the behavior of water applies metaphysically to metaphysical substance, not just physical substance. So we have sound, we have vibration, we have frequency, we have uh, radiation and <clears throat> gravitation, which if you watched our video uh, that we discussed last week, you know that we talked about uh, expansion and synthesis, but also explosion and implosion, right? The downward spiral of gravitation and the expansive spiral of radiation. Well, those are spiral whirling vortices. Well, what's a spiral whirling vortex? Just watch the water going down your drain or when you flush the toilet or if you have ever seen a maelstrom in an ocean or a hurricane on the television but from the satellite view of the hurricane and the eye of the storm and this is it's the alm of life 
It's a spiral motion. Now, how do you create a spiral in 3D space? You have a wave on the x-axis and another wave on the y-axis, an oscillation. And these two oscillations going up and down, up and down, create this shifting uh, two-dimensional plane. And then when you expand that out to the z-axis, the one the the intersecting corners of that plane from the as you oscillate those two waves on the x and y axis in the z axis they create a, sp a spiral corkscrew we here and now right now in this moment we are all radiating infrared waves infra infrared uh, infrared on the light spectrum and we know that's true because number one we have body heat you can feel it you go up to somebody else and you can feel their warmth you can feel that infrared radiation but you can also turn off the lights and take a uh, an infrared camera And you can take pictures and everything radiates infrared. Yeah, that's on that's that spectrum on the electromagnetic spectrum, as James is pointing out here. He also gives us a couple of lovely uh, water icons. Um, The float, we are all then, even if you're not doing anything, just breathing, just being, just living as a, in three-dimensional space. And all objects, of, certainly of, of biological origin, will radiate on the infrared spectrum. You're giving off waves. You're flowing. That energy is flowing. Energy doesn't stand still. Everything is in motion. The perception of stillness is an illusion. Now, arguably, you might say that in meditation, our goal is to achieve a state of perfect stillness. But that's, that's not the destination of meditation. And it certainly isn't the experience of what comes if you achieve that state of stillness. The state of stillness is like bringing the mountain lake to perfect stillness so it can become a mirror to reflect the heavens. But guess what? 
What does it mean to reflect the heavens? What does it mean for a mountain lake to be like this gigantic mirror that you can see the reflections of the mountains and the sky and the whole firmament? And at nighttime, you see the whole, because there's no, there's no light pollution, if you're, if you're lucky enough to be in such a location, you can actually stargaze on the lake because it's a perfect reflection of the firmament, firmament of the stars. Well, what is that? That is light being reflected off the lake. That's movement. That's motion. That light, that's, that's the stillness facilitates and accommodates and mobilizes movement. The different states of being, likewise, reflect these qualities of water, of flow. The other aspect about flow is change. And you know that we live in the age of Aquarius, and Aquarius is the water bringer. And one of the reasons why we experience everything in such flux all the time and why nothing seems to last anymore and why everybody uh, seems now to experience and see material things, consumerism, as being completely disposable. It's funny that you see, you've probably seen those memes on the internet where they compare a modern day fridge that's going to break down in three years versus one made in the seventies that's going to be alive for another 200 years. <laughs> and the, the, the memes are quite humorous on that front because the, the, the refrigerator is talking as I was built in the seventies. I am life itself. I will outlive your, your great, great, great grandchildren. I will outlive the next humanity. Um, I am time itself because those things we're still reflecting the age of Pisces. And the age of Pisces is very, you know, the, the trident of Neptune. Um, there's a very solid strength. The trident of Neptune is essentially Molnir, right? The hammer of Thor. This is a very, a very uh, solid <laughs> age. And Aquarius is kind of the opposite right if pisces is the fish the solid condensed real substance thing in the water aquarius is the constantly flowing moving you know uh, substrate that the fish exists in and that's that's really where we are in um, in the age of pisces but that change is a fundamental quality of water. And so even in stillness, right, even as uh, water as a crystal, as ice, it changes. It's funny because 
have you have you ever noticed that your ice cubes make a tray of ice cubes and put them in the freezer now they're going to freeze right but you'll notice look at them a month uh, a week later and then a month later and you will notice that the level is going down in the ice cubes they're shrinking they're getting smaller and you might ask yourself well how how is that happening they're frozen where is the water going the answer is the water is evaporating the water is evaporating it's ice it's frozen it's a solid it doesn't matter it evaporates it skips skips right over the uh the, the liquid part and goes straight from solid to gas that's how dynamic and change oriented water is likewise when we talk about the fourth state of water that is kind of like a um the exclusion zone which is sort of gel like structured water which is what exists inside of our bodies and what in truth allows the blood to flow through the capillary system in the body there's two different there's two different processes at play yes there's a uh, 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 capillary pressure it's created by the heart and by the 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 veins and the arteries themselves they create this capillary pressure but in the capillaries themselves there is no way that the heart alone and the existing physical pump process can move blood through the capillaries when you look at them in a microscope sometimes the blood vessels have to get like shrunk down because they're round normally sometimes they have to shrink down to become oblong to squeeze through the capillaries into the muscles and whatnot well there's absolutely no way that you can create that kind of physical pressure to be able to do that through all the capillary endings in the body it's impossible if you do the mathematical calculations it's something like it's like it's like a thousand times more pressure you would need so there's another there's another mechanism that does this and that mechanism is facilitated by a structured living water on the inside of the capillaries called the exclusion zone which naturally pushes through the blood vessels through the capillaries and uh again we're, we're going to share the uh, bit shoot video that explains this in more detail so water has this change ability this this capacity for change this attribute of change inherent to it so again change and flow seem to go together quite well because flow you know flow takes you from here to there your position has changed or what's flowing past you so the scenery has changed if you think of watching a river and watching the surface of a, of a raging river and it's never looks the same way twice 
It's constantly changing because of the flow of the river. Or there could be debris, or there could be people, or kayaks, or uh, whitewater rafts going past. And as the river flows, all of that change of scenery takes place because of the flow. But we're equating flow to being. Being is change. There's no being still. There's no being unchanging. This is a misnomer that people have attributed to Aum, to, to God, to, to what have you. The, the unflinching, unchanging, constant. No. That's be like saying the universe is frozen. What would be the point? And the still point, if we agree that the mirror, to achieve that stillness, to create that mirror effect, is to facilitate a flow, a flow of information. Information, information. It's not by accident that we named our YouTube channel, thus, and our blog. Information is an action, is an activity, despite the fact that when you say that you are informed, it has this connotation of being formed, of being solid and stable and static. Well, it's a form. It's taken shape, it's a form, it's solidified, it's crystallized. But information means it's an ongoing, constant process. And just like the ice that you make, which is evaporating, that is actually in a state of entropy. It is no longer information. It became information when you took the water from the tap you put it in the tray and you stuck it in the freezer and it crystallized and solidified. It was in formation. But what comes into formation must eventually, it reaches its peak and then it has no choice. It must devolve. It must, it must do the reciprocal of the law of entropy. And so, because your freezer is way too cold for liquid water, well, the water in ice form has no choice but to evaporate directly from ice into water vapor. That's how powerful this impetus, this instinct, the alm of life, of synthesis and explosion, right? Gravitation and radiation. These are, or, you know, crystallization and evaporation. These are the very foundational forces of the foundation of this 3D reality that we know. And if you read Walter Russell, you will understand why that is. Because electromagnetism itself exists only as an expression of this polarization and these opposing forces of gravitation and radiation. 
which are these mutually opposing forces that are in this constant ballet, this dance. It's the Aum of life. It's the Aum of existence. The great in-breath and out-breath, which, by the way, we can take the conversation to air Because the great in-breath and the great out-breath, you cannot be still without that. See how long you can remain still without the breath. Before you start gasping for air and taking huge panic breaths because you've, you've held your breath too long. There is no, there is no stillness. Being is to be means to flow. The flow state that people describe, the flow state that people experience are many different manifestations and experiences in of being. Being in the moment, being present, being aware, being awake. And experiencing the flow of being. So at different intensities, in different ways, in different forms, just like all, just imagine all of the different ways that water expresses itself and how water takes the shape of whatever vessel it's in. And water behaves according to the air, for example, that you can have torrents and you can have, uh, when you're in a storm, sometimes the water it's like blowing side to side because the it's falling side to side or it, it appears to be falling side to side because the the wind is blowing so strong and water takes the shape of the stone it will carve through the stone yes over time but it still follows the channel more or less the way it was cut through the stone before so you have harder stone harder rock and softer rock, water will flow and cut through the softer rock first. And then it goes without saying that water will behave, will react, and will accommodate fire, heat. The fourth state of water becomes energized, water becomes more structured the more infrared radiation it absorbs. And you can observe this when you heat a pot of water. But then it'll get to a point where it's, it, it, it reaches the breaking point and it boils over. And that's the boiling of the water like you know, uh, a hard boil that you, that you see once the, 
the water has begun boiling for a while and it just it's simmering 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 and all of a sudden it breaks into a roaring boil and naturally water evaporates so water is reacting to all of the other elements its state is impacted and affected by the other elements its movement its flow and how it changes and how it changes those other elements because in the same way water can put out fire fire can evaporate water and cause water to boil and evaporate or ironically you can take that same pot of boiling water and pour it on the fire and it'll douse the fire put the fire out snow ice fog rain clouds like dew that beautiful if you've ever gotten up camping early in the morning when the sun's rising or out in the cottage or out in nature wherever and you 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 step out into a a dew covered field and it's as far as the eye can see you, you it's like it's like all of the plants and the grasses and the wildflowers, everything is like covered in this, in this delicate, gentle, fluffy blanket. Or it's it's like it has like peach fuzz in the, in the in the rising sun. It almost looks frosted. It's just dew. You have the condensation on your in your bathroom or on your automobile when you're driving, right? Your your or your glasses when you come in from the cold, and your glasses fog up, right? The, the water vapors c- condensing. There's so many different ways that water can be, and yet every one of those ways represents a flow, because water can only flow. It can only flow. The flow state, then, is simply to be aware in any given moment. Even if nothing is happening, or nothing seems to be happening. We're not receiving anything. We're just... And whatever is happening, it's just, that's the flow. But to know that, to be one with that, one must be. Just be. And we will have more intense experiences of being and more mundane, blasé, everyday, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be anything special, nothing to write home about, nothing to journal about, nothing to write articles about or books about, right? Oh, I must be awakening. Why? Oh, because I was in the flow state today. 
to be in the flow state is to be awake. Because what most people describe as the flow state is some kind of movement, raging water, torrent, you know, these, these, these very obvious, life-changing, uh, melodramatic almost, right? We were talking about emotions and energy in motion and all of these different highly kinetic, highly active expressions of the flow state. And ironically, to be in the flow state or to be the flow state, right? One must surrender to that state and become, if you will, passive as someone in a white water raft is taken by the current. So you can be one with the flow, you can be the flow. And yet, to be the flow is very active because we all know from our own experience how easy it is to fall asleep. You're driving along on the highway and you wake up and you go, how did I get here? Where have the last 50 kilometers gone? You were asleep. You fell out of flow state. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't particularly exciting. You were driving on the highway. But in that moment, that was your flow to be there in a vehicle driving on the highway. And to fall out of that flow state, you fell asleep. Your mind began to wander, you know, or you started singing to the, to the radio and, you know, and then you mind wander on somewhere else and, da, 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 and this and that. And then all of a sudden you snapped out of it and you realize you've gone a hundred kilometers or 50 kilometers, or however long you've gone. Right. And you look and you like, and you have no idea what happened to the last half an hour or the last hour. It's gone. Vanished. Where did it go? <laughs> what happened? Was the flow state not there? Of course it was there. You weren't there. You were someplace else. To be or not to be. This is the flow state. And everything else we experience are all expressions, manifestations. They're all possibilities. There are infinite possibilities around being. Because being is at the heart of all phenomena. But the nature of being itself is expansion and contraction, radiation and gravitation. It's a flow. It's the in-breath and the out-breath, but that spiral vortex movement of radiation and gravitation that we discussed and explained are created by the flow state, the waves, the, vibrate, the frequency vibration on multiple axes crossing and coming together. So the, so the vibration of masculine crossed with the vibration of feminine they cross in union on the z-axis to create the spiral vortex according to the law of three, the law of creation. 
and all of that, the wave motion and the spiral vortex motion, it's all flow. It's all being. Because nothing comes into being without creation. Nothing that nothing comes into being and manifests reality without creation, with the law of three. So why is this important? Well, let's let's okay, let's back up. We think we've there's probably uh um okay. Thanks, uh, James, for this marker because it helps us find our place in the chat. Um, we have comments like electromagnetic radiation. James also says interaction with the South and North Pole, uh, like ants, uh, always flowing, always manifesting. Uh, I am still and everything else moves around me in my mind. Uh, the multidimensional string theory... Yeah, um, that particular theory is, there are multiple dimensions, but it has nothing to do with any string theory. Zoltan says, I can confirm after a lot of meditations, contemplations, energy work, shadow work, work with virtues, earthly implementations, and many more, you can feel your inner energy bodies and related outer higher levels Similar way, like you can feel, for example, infrared radiation, but with much more complex information. Okay. And James says, water in motion, water in emotion is pain and love. Um, water in emotion is pain and love. Pain is not the antithesis of love. But if if we understand what we're talking about here, because if you mean by pain, if you mean suffering, if by pain you mean suffering, um, suffering is not the antithesis of love. In many cases, suffering is what we need. Love is love brings about suffering. Because love is severity and mercy, and sometimes suffering is what we need. But pain is something different from suffering. Pain is what our, has how our mind interprets suffering. Ego mind takes suffering and turns it into pain. Pain doesn't exist. Pain is an illusion. Suffering is real. And there's a difference. right? You can suffer a gunshot wound and not feel any pain. Believe it or not. What makes it painful is your ego mind's reaction to the suffering of the gunshot wound. And we've shared the story many times about when we broke our collarbone. <clears throat> and uh, we were uh, skiing in Germany and, and uh, our brother was trying to organize the insurance so they could operate. Uh, but the insurance company back in Canada... And so we were lying on the gurney in the emergency ward for a couple hours. And the nurses kept running up offering painkillers and we kept refusing them. 
and they were completely dumbfounded. Like they were just, what? We don't know this crazy Canadian. He doesn't want any painkillers. We don't understand. And the reason is I had never broken a bone before in my, in my life. This is my first broken bone. And I was in my thirties, right? I'd never broken a bone up until that point. Many sprains, many, lots of other stuff, lots of stitches, lots of other, you know, flesh wounds and whatnot, right? Like any rambunctious young lad growing up in the seventies and eighties, but, uh, but never a broken bone or never a major break anyway, you know, broke fingers and stuff like that, but never a major break. So there I was experiencing what a broken collarbone really was like. I was lying there in the emergency room and I was like touching like, you know, and, and I was going deeper and deeper into the experience and the mantra that came up just intuitively from MetaMind, right? From my being just, and it just, was just like a mantra. I was just just repeating it over and over. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Every time a thought tried to come saying, oh, it hurts. It hurts. It's so painful. It's this, that, the other. No, no. It is what it is. It's not pain. It's not painful. It doesn't hurt. It's a, those are all, those those are all constructs of the ego mind. That's not being in the flow. That's tainting the flow. That's damning the flow. That's directing the flow. That's changing the flow. That's not being the flow. and Being in the flow. Experiencing the flow. In other words, it's not being. It is what it is and that is all. It is what it is and that is all. It is what it is. It's just a third person expression of I am that I am. It is what it is. I am that I am. If I am that I am is the holy name of God, which ultimately our innermost essence of being, our innermost essence, our innermost being is an essence of that God, an essence of that great I am that I am, then to be in the flow means to be awake and recognize and see all phenomena as they are. It is what it is. There is no more powerful mantra you can have for being in the flow and going with the flow and allowing what flows into your life. It is what it is. It is what it is. C'est la vie, right? Such is life. It is what it is. And when you say it is what it is, you are recognizing that is an expression of the great I am that I am. And if everything happens for a reason, aha, now even the suffering, now even the broken bone is an opportunity for what? For information. For the creation, for seeking self-evident experiential knowledge, for the synthesis of gnosis, the breaking of the bone, the entropic explosion, the radiation, the breakdown, the entropy 
is an opportunity for synthesis of new knowledge. But only with the expansion of consciousness to the awareness, to the level of awareness that it is what it is. That break, that entropy, that death, that whatever, that trauma, that explosion, that, 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 that horrific whatever is there as an opportunity to synthesize knowledge in that moment, of that moment. And knowledge of what? Knowledge of God. What is that? Knowledge of self. It is what it is. I am that I am. And there is no separation. The great I am that I am is the is what it is. Because from the point of view of that is what it is, that, that from its point of view, it can, it can say I am that I am. There's, it's, it's, there's only one great I am, the great perfect multitude, the per, great perfect multiplicity. So now, the flow of this, this movement, this motion in being becomes apparent. Because the being one with all things, we experience this exchange, this interplay, this dance. It's like two bodies locked together but waltzing around a ballroom. But from their perspective, they're as one. And if you've ever danced a waltz or a tango or anything like that, it's not only runners that can experience the zone. If you've ever experienced that with a partner on a dance floor, and we have experienced this, and when you get into the zone on a waltz, and the reason why the waltz was so popular is because it's very easy to get into the zone because the waltz is almost, it's getting close. It's, it's not quite there, but it's, it's getting close to the whirling dervishes, the dance of the whirling dervishes, right? The spinning, the aum, because you create that vortex. All of your chakras become spinning when you do the dance of the whirling dervishes and why people were, fell, fell in love and why the waltz became such a rage in the Austria-Hungarian Empire uh, in particular um, was because when you do the waltz, all of your chakras come into activation. And you're there with a partner and you're with another human being and you're in this, this spiral motion and you're, you're, you're spinning together, you're orbiting around each other but then you're orbiting around the dance floor. And then when you reach the zone, when you get into the zone or the real flow state of the waltz, you stop moving. Everything around you is orbiting around you. It's a phenomenal experience. It's how we experience being on the planet where we see, we see the firmament and everything orbiting around us. But we're still, right? You don't, you don't feel any motion. You don't feel motion. You feel still. You feel like you're on solid ground. But the, but the earth is spinning and it's orbiting. And the entire solar system is orbiting. <laughs> so we're, everything's in constant motion. 
but everything around us seems to be moving. But you can get there in a, in a waltz. And that's what happens when you're running in the zone. Where it's like, you, you, it's almost like you snap onto a treadmill. And now the world is, you're still, you're in the still point of the moment. And now the whole world is moving around you, through you, past you. As opposed to you running through it. And if you can imagine doing this with a waltz, and you're looking into the eyes of a beautiful woman or a charming man, whichever, you know, you're looking into your partner's eyes, and you see their face, and their face is not moving. And you've, you've, you've locked your gaze, and you're looking at them, and just everything around you is moving. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it feels magical. And it's one of these experiences that you come away from saying, oh my God, I was in the flow state. But no, we were just in the moment. And suddenly we shifted our perception. And we shifted to the still point, the zero point. And it's not, it doesn't take much of a leap from there to realize that this whole three-dimensional reality is an illusion. The first step to getting to that point and realizing that all of life and all of 3D reality, quote, revolves around you, is the first step to realizing that within you is the zero point, which is shared with every other zero point. That all of this is a projection. You do not move through space. Space moves through you. You do not move. And yet, you do move. Because you breathe, and you spiral, and you vibrate, and you, you flow. But you flow, the flow is precipitated through you because of the still point, the state of stillness that you achieve. So, this is what it means to be and the flow of being. Because you are moving, but you are not. And when you achieve that stillness, that still point, like the mountain lake, you reflect reality, you reflect the, the heavens. Right? Which is, which is, in this case, that the three-dimensional world around you is an illusion. And that it's flowing around you and through you. But you can only know that when you are in the still point of being. In other words, the zone is something that you you achieve by coming back 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 to your origin, back to who you truly are, back to your true being and seeing from that being being able to begin seeing from that perspective. It's a shift. And the flow then, right? It's like, again, it's like, there is a, uh, let, let's get to some, let's get to some comments. I can confirm a lot of meditations. Uh, okay, we, we covered that one. Uh, James says, water in emotion is pain and love. We covered that one. Um, 
Uh, James also said Thursday equals Thor. Pardon us. He says water is almost everything. Zoltan says the goal of so many meditations and spiritual work is reach the state when adept is in the 24-7 flow state in all levels of existence. It's like an eye of a hurricane. Okay, so, so speaking of water and speaking of metaphors and everything else, the eye of the hurricane, right? It's the still point. It's the stillness, the eye of the storm. And the hurricane is swirling around you, right? That's, yes, that's being. That's being. And that's being the flow state, recognizing that life is flowing through you as opposed to you flowing through life. Life is flowing through you. Everything is flowing through you. Everything that you perceive out there, it's actually flowing through you. You are at its heart, at its still point, at its center. But don't let it go to your head. This is not, a, this is not an invitation to get a big head and, and, and devolve into mystic pride, but rather to recognize that this body, this personality, doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's flowing through you. And now we can, we can take this to the next level and talk about impermanence. Return to this aspect of water when we were talking earlier about Aquarius change everything changes your body is not the same as it was when this live stream began you are not the same person you were when this live stream began not your physical body not your personality not your thoughts you have changed all of that that person you were came and went flowed through you, flowed through who? You, your being. Your being. There was this false self that began this live stream. That false self doesn't exist anymore. There's another false self here and now flowing through you right now in this moment, interpreting and judging or, you know, dismissing or, you know, whatever, what you're hearing and what you're seeing right now. And if you're an observation of that, you can watch that false self come and go. And all of its thoughts, the ego mind, the rational mind, all of that busy thoughts, that endless stream of consciousness, through the mind, right? Let it come and go. And this comes back to some of the comments at the very outset, the very beginning, when people were talking about, oh, I can sit back and not do anything, and I can just watch the flow go through my mind and the flow of emotions and the flow of thoughts and everything else. It is a flow. But if you're observing it, if you're observing it, then you too can be in the flow state of that, of being observant and watchful and conscious of the emotions coming and going, of the thoughts coming and going. And all of that playing out on the screen of your mind but you have to be conscious. You have to be actively being. Being is not passive. Being is active. 
being is a verb. And any verb is action. You cannot have a verb that is inactive. It doesn't exist. Dying is an action. It's a movement. It's a motion. It's a change of state. Sitting is an action. Being is an action. It is the flow. Because as you are being and the closer you get to being and the more you become being, your being, one with your being, the more conscious and aware you become of the flow around you and through you. And then, yes, serendipity and all of the other experiences and manifestations that you all shared at the outset, all of them belong in the infinite mural of being, of expressions of being. And if we are aware and awake and consciously experiencing that, if we are being, <laughs> then we are contributing. And we are adding all of those experiences to the infinite cosmic, not even cosmic, megalocosmic tapestry of the universe, of the alm of life itself, of God itself. If you want to get technical, right, we are writing our chapters into the Akashic records, our testimonies, our histories, our experiences, our self-evident experiential knowledge, that which God seeks to know himself. The absolute is profoundly unknowable to itself because nothing cannot know itself. It must be something. And it must become, it must express, it must, ex it must manifest and express and it must be able to be and receive and experience and seek the self-evident experiential knowledge of itself through its infinite myriad manifestations and expressions to know itself. That, dear friends, is flow. That is the ultimate flow state. We have maybe, some of us, maybe all of us, at some point in our life, maybe we've had to go off on some kind of uh, life journey, move away from home, move to another country, you know, whatever, to go and find ourselves. And we, we, we need to completely unplug and go to a different, you know, scenery, different country, different language, different culture, different customs to take ourselves and put us in a completely foreign circumstance. Because in those circumstances, there's no comfort, there's no security, there's no conditioning, there's no, 
nothing of what we know of our previous life really applies, or maybe very little of it applies. And we have to discover from scratch. We have to reinvent ourselves. We have to rediscover how to live and what life is all about. We are all of a sudden, we become this adaptive, malleable, water-like creature. And even though it's, it's very jarring at first, soon after, we, get, we find our groove. We get into the flow of it. And many who have gone on such spiritual journeys, ourselves included, we've talked about it before, our, our, our trip to Japan. And we returned from Japan utterly transformed. Utterly transformed. Theta is the wavelength for meditation, James says. Um, it's just at the boundary of sleep. To meditate is to bring two things together to create one. Uh, air and fire as water is hydrogen and oxygen. To observe without judgment. And Garth says, oh my God, worst hour of my life. Dude, prepare next time and say what's needed in five minutes. Two and a half hours really said, oh, okay. Thanks for your feedback, Garth. Um, uh, James Rich, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Zoltan. Uh, okay. So, uh, James Birch says, I am all everything. We are in the in between. They are upside down. Female, uh, male root chakra is bent. James, it would help if you kept the one word comments. Try to compose something a little bit more that's a little bit more contextual because we can't get to everything in the moment um i am the center of the universe i'm oh, sorry as azil says it is a scary state since it can transcend time itself which we've experienced too wow uh, well yeah okay the akashic the akashic records the experience of the akashic records is that any sorts of visions that you have in meditation uh even if you're looking at a past life the only reason why you can do that is because that past life is here and now Right? You're not taking, you're not traveling in a time machine and you're not truly accessing memories in any sort of conventional sense because this, because you're remembering past lives are not accessing your rational mind. You didn't have the same rational mind. You did. You didn't, you didn't have the same physical appearance, the same, same body or anything. Right? So you're, you're accessing. Gnosis, self-evident experiential knowledge, which you gained as you were experiencing in that previous existence. But likewise, if you are meditating and have premonitions about the future, same thing. You're obviously transcending time because you have insights and visions about what has yet to transpire. Is it a scary state? It's, it's, it's potentially scary, right? I mean, it's obviously our fear is going to react because fear is the primal 
self-preservation instinct and the false self will do everything in its power to keep you out of the flow state. So again, let's bring this back to the word being and not being. To be or not to be. This is probably a good place for this conversation to have gone here and now because we have to be cognizant of this. We have to be aware that there are elements inside of us that are actively, actively working to make us not be, to knock us out of the flow state. Uh, we can see that, for example, in some of the comments by uh, Garth, our esteemed uh, guest Garth here, who is clearly not being. He's unable to be. He's incapable of being in the flow state because he wants to control outcomes and he wants to he wants to, he wants the universe to revolve around him in the wrong way, as we were describing earlier, when we were saying you know that the universe revolves around you. Don't let this get to your head. Don't let it get to your ego. Don't take this the wrong way and take it as an opportunity to be mystic pride. Um, Garth must not have been listening at that point. He was wandering. He wasn't being. He wasn't in the flow state because he didn't comprehend what was being said. In fact, he reacted and responded by you know, saying what he did here, which is clear that he's not being. He is being his ego. That's not being. That's not being in the flow state. That's resistance. And you hear this a lot. You'll hear a lot uh, people talking about resistance. And it's the ego which resists. And what it resists is the flow. So something is happening to you in life and you're like, no, 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 this can't be happening to me. This is scary. Okay, so this is what Azazel is talking about here. When you can have an experience of flow state, of being in that place, and yes, it's scary because your fear desperately wants you to get the hell out of that space. Your fear doesn't want you in that state. Your pride doesn't want you in that state. Your lust doesn't want you in that state. It wants you hypnotized. It wants you ignorant of your being. It wants you to not be. Why? Because not being makes you a slave of your ego, a slave of your I. And being liberates you, frees you from, from the prison of the false self. So yes, Azazel is right. It can be very scary. And that's why Master Samael says the greatest ego that he had to overcome was not lust. It was fear. Lust was hard, but fear was harder. Because all things being equal, all things being equal, even the most egotistical person, right, can, can go without sex. But they will fight tooth and nail for their, for their existence. For the, for the existential, uh, primal existential urge. The survival instinct. That's fear. And it projects, talking about two sides of the same coin, as control, as power. Power over others. Controlling outcomes. Controlling the uh, the 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 flow, where 
you're the type of person where you you can't enjoy a movie or you can't enjoy a play or you can't enjoy anything that someone is giving you or a meal that someone's giving you because you're a critic of everything. I wouldn't have done it that way. I didn't want that to happen. Why didn't it go some different way? Why did you serve the shrimp before you served the salad? Don't you know you're supposed to serve the salad before the shrimp? Why did you put the salad fork here? Don't you know it belongs there? Like people who go through life like this, you know, these A-type personalities where it just has to be this exact way, everything has to be perfect, like the way I want it to be or the way I think it should be or the way I expect it to be, that's fear. That's the control freak that wants its comfort and security. It wants familiarity. It wants those, the, the, the mechanical robotic this does compute a robot you know when you you present a robot with something because ah this does not compute right and then boom the computer gets on the fritz and the sparks start flying and the person gets crazy whacked oh my god i can't believe you did this oh i can't believe they put this in clam chowder don't they know that this doesn't belong in clam chowder who would make clam chowder with this oh take it back send it back tell the chef he's a freaking idiot you know people like this. You know people like this. You have people like this in your life. Who knows? Maybe you are like this sometimes. Or maybe you were like this sometimes. Or maybe you were like this often. But you know people like this. And you know, you just feel it intuitively. These people are not being. This is not being. This is not. That, that is no flow state. Where everything and everybody is wrong and everything and everything and nothing is right. Nothing is the way it should be. Nothing is how I want it to be. Nothing is how I expect it to be. Me, 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 I, I, I. This is resistance. This is the antithesis of flow. This is the antithesis of being. But we all have we all have within us these elements that are trying to get us into that place to turn us into that Anton Egon, that Anton Ego from uh, Ratatouille. If you remember the uh, brilliant Pixar animated film from, gosh, it must be, what, 15 years ago? Who knows how long ago now? Maybe 20 years ago. Maybe maybe longer than that. My, my goodness, time flies. Um, but Anton Ego, who's a critic, was like that. But then it was this beautiful transformational moment where, where he had this a religious experience, a spiritual experience, an awakening. And he rediscovered what he truly loves about food. And, 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 and the critic in him died. And the uh, the aficionado, the, the 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 foodie, the food lover, and the and the the entrepreneur, and everything that was born in its place, and the leap that he had to make from the 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 the, the stone cold, harsh, brutal critic that he was into the into the light hearted, spirited, open minded, open hearted, generous 
entrepreneur and 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 restaurateur you know who who opens the bistro ratatouille the leap was gargantuan right it was a, it was a it was a darth vader like transformation right when darth vader transforms back into anakin skywalker at the end of return of the jedi remember what we were saying earlier about ice can evaporate this is the power of being this is the true nature of flow flow can skip a state and the same thing goes in reverse that's what all shakespeare and all opera and all tragic heroes the higher they rise, the farther they fall. And it's not this huge, vast gulf that separates Christ from Antichrist. It is a slip on a banana peel. It is a single transgression, a single moment of indiscretion, of falling asleep, of not being, and allowing one of these malevolent forces within us to grab hold of us, to slip in there, into the gap, into the cracks, and in that moment, cause us to commit an act for which the karma is severe and instantaneous, and the, our transformation, our fall from grace is instantaneous. That's what all tragic heroes teach us. That too is flow. That moment of that slipping on a banana peel, that one transgression of that one split second of not being, and we come crashing down. That's like the crack in the dam, where if you've ever seen that phenomenon, you have a dam that stood there for a hundred years, and all of a sudden this little crack forms. And then the water starts to come out of that crack. Now, if that little flow of water isn't plugged immediately, within a few minutes or a few hours, the entire dam will have collapsed. So that is the nature of that flow. That is the nature of water. Water will flow if it is not contained. Let's get to a couple more comments, and then we will um, we will continue along on that on that uh, last uh, tributary. This was when I was running another lap, taking a shortcut, which would take ten minutes tops. Meanwhile, the outside world had been looking for me for an hour or so. <laughs> okay, so that's a different expression of uh, time vanishes or transcends time yes if you're in the zone running then that's another thing that seems to stop or seems to go away because it just doesn't you're on a different level you're in a different place when you're in the zone and that's why when you meditate for instance there have been times when we've done a meditation and it's felt like 
or when you sleep, right? There have been times when we've we've gone to sleep or we've had a meditation and it's felt like we've been meditating for hours or uh, we've been... Let's back up. There have been times when it feel, felt like we were sleeping for hours and then we wake up and we look at the clock and we've been, we were asleep for an hour and a half. But it felt like five hours. Other times, there were times where we meditated, it felt like 20 minutes. We looked at the clock, it was two hours. So, so time is a construct and time is really uh, subjective. <clears throat> James uh, dropped a 100, uh, assuming he agreed with something we said. <clears throat> And he asked, where did he go? We think he's referring to Garth. Scary in retrospect, scary in retrospect, more like perhaps. It's regardless, regardless. Uh, Scary in the moment, scary in retrospect, it doesn't really matter. Um, The point is, is if it's scary, or if you're just using it as an expression, like a a phrase of, you know, you're not really afraid, you're not really scared of it. but rest assured, there are times, there will be times that you have experiences that they will, they will seem terrifying to you because they'll be novel, they'll be new, they'll be different, and you won't, you won't know what's going on, you won't know what's happening. So that aspect of you, that false self, is going to be not necessarily resistant to it, but in the same way, perhaps, that when you go to an amusement park, and you take a roller coaster, the roller coaster may be scary. You know deep down that you're not in danger. You know deep down that nothing's going to happen to you. A million people have ridden this roller coaster. A million more will ride it after you. Uh, nothing bad's going to happen, especially if you go on like the old rickety wooden ones in like Coney, Park, Coney Island and other like in the States and stuff, these like 100-year-old wooden roller coasters. Uh, they really are scary because you look at them going, how is that thing still standing? How has that not been condemned yet? <laughs> um, but that's, but as an aside, but as you're, but as you're going through that experience, still the nature of the experience, the visceral nature of that experience, uh, just rattles the senses and rattles the, it's outside the regular wheelhouse of our normal day-to-day comfort zone and and so therefore fear reacts we have that fear reaction that that exhilaration that excitement that whatever that's why people that's why many many people like going to uh, horror movies they like the jump scares they like all this because they they want that center to be stimulated but they want it to be stimulated in a safe space so that's something to keep in mind Moon says, uh, great insight, so grateful. Thank you, I am a divine creator, I am the flow. I process my emotions and let the negative ones flow like a cloud. We have over 22 emotions. We can experience several emotions in the same, but our power of awareness is to transmute the negative emotions into gratitude and focus our energy in positive outcomes to manifest the best timeline. Well, there's a lot in that uh, comment uh, that we could unpack. Let's, if we have time, we'll come back to it. Um, the The transmutation of impressions is the awareness of and recognition of 
the emotions. We don't have to uh, It is possible, for example, just to simply observe negative emotions. In the observation of them and the recognition of what the emotion is, exists its transmutation, its transformation of the impression. You don't have to actively seek to transmute it into, into something positive. But, of course, if you experience a negative emotion and you are grateful for having had the experience, well, then that obviously is a transmutation. But you don't want to do so at the expense of feeling the negative emotion. You just don't want to indulge the negative emotion, but you don't want to do what they call spiritual bypassing, which is to avoid the negative emotion by putting gratitude on top of it and masking the negative emotion and allowing it to pass without actually experiencing it because the negative emotion hasn't gone away right the ego that was the cause of that emotion is still very much present the emotion came and went but the source of the emotion the ego is uh, is still there and you cannot dissolve the ego the source of the negative emotion unless you comprehend it and you cannot comprehend what you have not studied and analyzed in meditation and you cannot study and analyze in meditation what you have not observed in the field in the wild if meditation is a laboratory in which we study the metaphysical anatomy or the metaphysiognomy of egos of our psychology then our day-to-day lives and moment-to-moment flow state of being, being in the moment and being whatever it is we are in that moment. It's not about avoiding. Remember, it's allowing. It's, it's be- If part of being as we are currently is being littered with egos, of being trapped in the false self, of being asleep, part of being for us is being that not avoiding it, not pretending like it doesn't exist, or not trying to graft a superior sense of self on top of it, like, you know, wallpapering it over. So it's very subtle. Some of the things that you're you're talking about, there's, a, there's subtle nuance in there. We're not accusing you of anything, but rather we're just trying to flesh out some of the subtle nuance in, um, in some of the, the language of what you're saying. As for manifesting the best timeline, uh, leave that to your innermost being. Leave that to being. Our job is to serve. So observe. It's interesting how you cannot spell the word observe without the word serve. That's not by accident, right? If we look at what the prefix ob means, then to observe is a form of service. Benjamin says, um, in your example, being ungrateful is not in the flow state. 
in uh, in Moon's example. Yeah, it must be because uh, Benjamin and Moon are having a discussion here. False gods equals dragos equals narcissist. Yes, lol. Okay. Uh, Thessalonians. Well, Benjamin says Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. Uh, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This verse reminds me of being in the flow state, accepting life as it is what it is. Okay. Here's where, and we and we agree, okay, and this can be achieved in a practical way. The we often emphasize that we must be infinitely practical. To be practical means to be realistic and pragmatic. Practical. There will be times when you will encounter circumstances that will trigger in you emotions, sensations, reactions that will put you in a state that you feel absolutely devastated in the moment. And we guarantee you have felt this way before. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Because we're being honest with you. We cannot go through life moment by moment being grateful for everything that happens to us. I can't do it. I can't muster up that kind of energy to actively be grateful when it was five minutes away from this live stream and I was getting called to run upstairs and troubleshoot a computer problem five minutes before a live stream. And you know that you know what technical problems, you know how long they can last. You know how long they can take to troubleshoot on computers, especially a computer that I don't even, I'm not even familiar with because this family member uses Apple products and I grew up using IBM, uh, uh, Windows, Microsoft, and, and DOS. So IBM compatible computers, right? I've never owned a Mac, right? But this family member owns a Mac and every time he has a problem, I'm the one that has to go and troubleshoot it. So for me, it's like a completely foreign thing. It's very, very, very difficult. You got five minutes away that you have to be live on air and someone's asking you to troubleshoot a computer problem. And this family member is... Anyway, in that moment, rest assured, I was not grateful for having been asked to do that. And I was not grateful when I was being confronted by that computer problem. I don't see how anybody could be under those circumstances. Now, by the time I got back downstairs and started the live stream, more or less on time, a minute or two late, but I even started the live stream saying, ha, you know what? Something just happened to me that falls right into the topic of today called being in the flow and the flow state. But rest assured, while I was in that moment, those few moments while I was doing that, what was running through my mind 
is I have a live stream to do. I have people depending on me. I have these other things to do and now I got to do this thing and now this person is depending on me. My I'm being split in two different directions and I've only got a few minutes to, to, to take care of it. And in that moment, I was completely and focused on being in the moment and doing what I needed to do. Not being, just being conscious and aware of the circumstances around. Being in the moment. I didn't have time to transmute any of this or transform any of this. The urgency demanded that my focus and attention be razor sharp if I hope to if I hope to be able to solve that problem and still make it on this live stream. So afterwards, a few moments afterwards, I was grateful for the experience and I even shared that with you because it just it just it flowed right into what we were going to talk about today. But we have to be practical. And we, we, we have to recognize that, you know, another, another experience that uh, we can share with you, we've shared it before, when our, um, our Kung Fu studio was, being, was flooding. And we just had to get all the furniture up off the floors and, 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 uh, and get the shop vac from the office and, and start sucking out the, uh, the dirty water because what was happening was the, uh, the sewer system was overwhelmed. The storm system and the sewer system was overwhelmed and the, and the, the sewers were backing up and all the, uh, the toilets were overflowing and they were flooding the uh, Kung Fu studio with all this fetid, you know, sewer water. We, in the moment, there's no time to be grateful, right? You, you're, you're coping with a mini disaster. You're coping with a catastrophe. You're coping with whatever you need to cope with. You need to be sharp and present and focused and concentrated and in the moment. And you need to be being in that moment. You can't be worrying about being grateful. Oh, because I have to be spiritual. No, I was not worrying about being spiritual when the Kung Fu studio was being flooded. We have to be practical. <laughs> we have to do what needs to be done. We have a limited amount of faculties to work with. And yes, even though we say, always remember your Divine Mother, that always remember yourself be an observation of yourself be an observation of the of the moment be mindful of what is going on and remember remember your divine mother it's enough it's enough to remember her to remember yourself it's enough and even if in that moment you you forget yourself in in sort of in that sort of mechanical rational mind sort of way you're not actively remembering yourself but consciously you're acting 100% on the will of your being like we were 
when the when the uh, kung fu studio was being flooded i should say i was on autopilot i was 100% not in control of my actions atlas was behind the wheel and atlas was it was 100% atlas and i was observing i was watching atlas commanding people telling people directing people what to do how to do it what to do taking charge of the, the situation the moment to absolutely minimize the damage to sifu carry uh carry's kung fu studio because it wasn't my studio i was just a student there but sifu carry and his wife were off at a tournament and i was leading the class that day so i was i was the sifu that day and so I never imagined that part of that class would be preserving the Kung Fu studio from, from a, a catastrophic flood and hundreds and thousands of dollars of insurance damage. Because you know that there's all sorts of you know, uh, um, uh, equipment and, and other things like uh, artifacts and so on and so forth that go along with a, with a Kung Fu studio. It's not just, right? it's not, not just mats. All of those had to be thrown away. Unfortunately, we couldn't salvage them because they're the first thing that got, they were the first thing that got hit, right? And they sucked in all that fetid, putrid uh, sewer water and you can't clean them. You can't get the smell out of them once, once that happens. But, um, but we digress. So we, this f flow state, remember, it's, it's, we, we, we have to be practical. And so transformation and transmutation and negative emotions and all this sort of stuff, it's we it's a very nuanced, it's very subtle. And we shouldn't do anything mechanically, and we shouldn't do anything in a in a rote sort of way. Um there there is a time for everything under heaven, and there are times when, just for the sake of sheer practicality and for prudence' sake, um, the flow state demands that we be this and act a certain way, and don't worry about the rest of the stuff right now. And that's just the nature of being. Being is very relaxed. So these rules around being and the rules of being in the flow state are very relaxed. They're not rigid rules. If you're practicing being in a rigid way, in a regimented way where you're over-reliant on discipline on this kind of forced you're you are you are creating resistance yourself let's uh, hear moon's response here he says no i don't avoid my emotions i accept them fully when I learn the lesson behind my pain, 
I become grateful for the lesson the universe is teaching me. I have to be careful with my words, LOL. Okay, so again, here, here you're expressing it more in a retrospective viewpoint, right? So, but in the moment, as you are, okay, so here's a good example. Um, and then well, let's, well, let's, let's jump in with Azazel's comment here because it's uh, often insightful to what we're talking about. Yeah, sometimes it feels like God has messed a bit with the difficulty settings. <laughs> yes, it does. But, but you should know that as difficult as it may seem, we are never dished out more than we can handle. That's worthwhile repeating. No matter how difficult it may seem in the moment, we are never dealt a hand that is beyond our capacity to, to cope with, to deal with. Unless, and this is a big if, the hand that we are dealt in that particular moment is the one, is the straw that breaks the camel's back, is the, is the hand which causes us to collapse that in a heap of defeat, of exhaustion, of, of failure, where we've reached the end of the line, we've reached the end of our rope, and we have no choice but to turn within or but to raise our hands up and our eyes up in, in pleading to God, to our Divine Mother, to our innermost being, and saying, you know what, I, 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 can't go, I can't go on without you. I've done everything in my power. I'm, I've reached the end of, my, end of the line, the end, of the end of my rope. This path, this life, this work that I'm here to live, I'm not qualified to do it. If you're experiencing things on a regular basis over and over and over and over again where the flow seems to be one tsunami after another, after another, after another, after another, a relentless series of 50-foot waves and you just can't surf those waves. Each one just smacks down on you, one after another after another, and you end up waterlogged, face down on the beach. <laughs> day after day after day after day, wave after wave after wave after wave crashing down on you, guess what? The flow is trying to tell you something. Your being is trying to tell you something. Your Divine Mother is trying to show you something. But you have to really know this. You can't just be, this is not just a cop-out where things got a little bit tough and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's like too much. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're talking like nothing you seem to do, nothing you seem to try. Everything you try to do seems to fail miserably. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. 
you can't get anywhere in this life. You can't go any get get anywhere in this world. Right? Everything and everyone and everything seems to be against you all the time. It's life trying to tell you that you're not qualified. Who is qualified? Right now, with you, and and surely Benjamin will know this. Benjamin, our resident uh, um, scriptural scholar. Right. So Moon says, God is my power, right? I am nothing without him. He's my savior, my protector. Okay. So Moon, you will probably also know the, the poem Footprints. Where the man was looking back in his life and he saw the two pairs of footprints along the beach. But then something struck him. He said, well, how come when, when things were worst, when things were hardest, when I was going through the greatest suffering, there's only one pair of footprints? God, where were you then? And God says, ah, my son, that's when I was carrying you. This is flow. When you finally admit that you're not qualified to handle those problems. You're not qualified to do the work you came here to do. You are qualified to serve the one who is qualified. We are not, we are not the hero. We are not the hero. This personality, this physical body, we're not the hero. You know who we are? We are Sancho. We're the squire. The hero, we, we are Hanuman, right? The monkey god. We're the, we're, the, we're the monkey, right? Our innermost, Rama. He's the hero. He is the one on the quest to free Krishna the innermost intimate Christ from its enslavement. Because our innermost intimate Christ is enslaved by our egos. And so Rama goes on this quest to find and to liberate Krishna, but he doesn't go alone. He goes with Hanuman. Hanuman is a monkey. A monkey. The monkey god. And what and Hanuman, Hanuman performs great feats. Hanuman has magical powers. Hanuman can make himself really big or make himself really small. These are all powers that 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 we can possess. But Hanuman gets all of his powers and all of his strength and all of his guidance from Rama. Hanuman serves Rama our innermost essence of God. In the same way that the personality speaking to you, the face you see, the voice you hear, these are the physical attributes of a servant. Atlas is the hero. Atlas is my innermost being. I, Attila, serve Atlas. I, Attila, and the, and the monkey. My innermost atlas is Rama. And we are here serving Aluks. All light. God light. The fire of fires and the light of lights. The being of beings. Christ. Because Christ 
is imprisoned in this world. He's trapped. And all of the sleeping individuals of the zombie apocalypse, there's the innermost intimate Christ is asleep and trapped and imprisoned in the dungeon of their subconscious mind. And that's why we, we say, you know, we need to help people see their world in a new light so they can see the, seek the light of the world because the light of the world is inside of them. But they can't seek that within themselves until they see their world in a new light. And that's a lot of what we've been talking about today about this flow state where they see themselves as a unicyclist going through life where what they need to do is feel themselves as a cyclist fixed in motion in the triune human being and free their innermost cyclist and find that connection, that chain, those links, those ties that bind us, that bind us to our divinity, our innermost essence on our quest, on our journey up the mountain to, to seek to find and to liberate, to embody, to incarnate our innermost intimate Christ and bring it into the world. That's what it means to bring the gifts of metamind into the world. Those infinite gifts, those infinite knowledge and insights and whatever it is that our unique individuated expression of the intimate Christ within has to bring to the world. And everybody has that potential to whatever degree that they have it. Now, not everybody is going to achieve it. Not everybody is going to awaken. Not everybody is going to bring in their gifts into the world. That's We have to be practical. We have to be practical and realistic. We can't save everyone. But... To be or not to be is the question. This flow state is the state of being. And every mundane, boring moment in your life, like for us this past week, you know, it's like our innermost being like wanted to take a break. He wanted to give us a break. Six months of nonstop work, intensely, every day, waking up at four or five in the morning and working intensely on this, plus our other responsibilities to our, you know, our aging family member, et cetera, et cetera. Like we have, you know, like everybody else, we have other practical responsibilities that we have to do, right? We have to take care of. So, um, uh, You know, we that's also flow, right? The, 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 the water ebbs and flows. The waves, the tides, rises and falls. You can't have this nonstop, just go, 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 go all the time. If that's what people think is this flow state, this constant state of kinetic all the time, guess what? You're going to burn yourself out. 
you're going to completely and utterly burn yourself out. Many people that enter into the studies, many initiates do exactly this to themselves. They burn themselves out, whether it's with meditation or practices or you name it. It's so easy to burn yourself out because we're just not conditioned. We're not prepared for this kind of exertion. And as Azul agrees here, it's a time of rest, not laziness. Rest is important. You know, even the whole universe takes a rest. Forget about the, the moments of rest in between, but the great in-breath, or sorry, the great out-breath, the Mahamanvantara, right, is followed by the great in the great in-breath, the Mahabharata. It's the great rest, the great sleep, the great accounting. When the universe collapses in on itself again, and it rests. And it has to account for it. It has to, it has to, it has to digest all that was experienced during the great outbreath, the great cosmic day. So the, another expression for this is the great cosmic day and the great cosmic night, the Mahamambantara and the Mahabharata. And Moon Moon says, you know, resting rest is healing. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, but it's also comprehension. It's also digestion. Healing, yes, healing is, but healing is there. That's an aspect of it. But really, it's digestion. It's digestion. You can't be eating all the time. If you eat all the time, if you never give your body a chance to just digest. And absorb. So really, okay, so digestion is not even the right word. Absorption, integration. So in this sense, healing is being made whole again. But when you're integrating, you're absorbing, it's more than healing because healing denotes you are returning to the state that you were. But absorption and integration denotes what? The Aum of life, evolution, growth, learning, expansion, right? And again, you look at the spiral. The spiral has to go down before it can go up. That's Jacob's ladder. That's the spiral. You have to go down into the world. You have to have the great cosmic outbreath, the Mahabhar, the Mahamambantara, the great cosmic day. You need to descend from the absolute into the manifest physical reality and all the different layers of manifested reality in between the seventh heavens, the seven dimensions. But then you return. But when you return, just like in the hero's journey, you descend into the, into the special world, right? But then you return to where you end up. But you don't go back to where you started. Healing would make it a loop. Healing would make it a closed loop, a closed circle. You start off with, um, what do they call it in medicine? Um, um, uh, equilibrium, balanced equilibrium, right? And you go down into sickness and then you return back into equilibrium. But even with immunity, even the immune system, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So when you come back, you come back to, yes, a balanced equilibrium, but you are stronger for it. You are stronger for having gone through the illness. And that's the spiral. That's the alm of life. Remember, all phenomena in the universe it's the foundation for everything. It is God itself. It is reality. It is existence itself as we are describing it here and now. 
the great cosmic day and the great cosmic night, because in the great cosmic night is the great accounting. We've gone down, we've gone down into an experience, we've returned back to our origin, but now we've gained something from having gone through that great cosmic day. And in that great cosmic night now, we have to account and absorb and integrate and make ourselves whole and full on what we have digested, what we have consumed, what we have uh, observed, experienced, consumed in that sense, digested, and now we need to observe, absorb and integrate into a new knowledge of self, of, of, of self plus. This is what we were, this is what we went through, now we know ourselves better. We know ourselves that we were ABC plus DEF. Right? Moon uh, asks, adds, uh, God is omniscient. He is everywhere inside of us and outside, but only pure hearts can feel and receive his blessing. The more we purify our thoughts and actions, the more we strengthen our bond with the divine. We cannot force the truth. We can only plant seeds and move forward. We can only help who are willing to uh, help themselves. We are all gifted, but not everyone's chooses to awaken many are still stuck in the matrix of illusion yes it's true mind you uh one of the interesting things about um flow is that um many are in flow state and they don't know it this is what this is what jung called the uh collective unconscious the unconscious mind so people are doing things unconsciously but uh God, their innermost, can still be working through them. They're just not aware of it. So they can still be in flow state, just not know they're in flow state because they're asleep. So that's an, they're, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. They're not being. <laughs> they're not exactly not being either. They're like most of us, a has samusan, right? A, a, a split center of gravity or the walking dead, the zombie apocalypse. There's so many different, there's so many different states, right? Just like the different states of water and the different, you know, there's so many different states of consciousness, the states of being that uh, it's not so cut and dry, right? And there's, there is a bit of a gradient um, accordance with level of being, karma, uh, amount of awakened, amount, amount of free consciousness and on and on and on and on it goes. Um but the bottom line is, um, we hope your takeaway from all of this is that there is no enigmatic, mysterious, one-size-fits-all, uh, you know, magical, mystical, technical, mechanical, practice-oriented way of achieving the flow state. It's being. Self-observation, self-remembering, and the gymnasium to develop the muscles for this, for consciousness, is meditation. And being is the flow state. When you are being, you are what you are, and everything is what it is. And that is, when you can experience that and know that, intimately through conscious experience, then everything flows around you and through you 
and with you as you are with it. And you are with it. Why? Because you are with yourself. And yourself is one with everything. And this is how you truly are the flow. You become the flow just by being. Just by being who and what you are. are. And that's what it's all about. And it can you can experience that flow a million different ways, and you will. And you will. If you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear it. And you see the serendipities and you recognize the signs and the gifts and the boons and the, the miracles and the help and the teachers and the messengers that your divine mother has orchestrated and have them brought to you and you see them and you recognize them. As Azo says, it can be as simple as being triggered by a comment and being about to write something harsh and you transform it. There have been moments when the, when we've cried, we, when we've cried, We've realized who wrote those words. Yeah. Another way to express being in the flow state is awakening. Just snapping awake in any given moment and and realizing what's going on. Who or what is flowing through you? Is it your being or is it your ego? And being aware of that and developing the discernment to know the difference. That too is being with the flow. Because remember, the downward spiral certainly does feel like a flow. It feels like you're being flushed down the toilet. Well, that too is a flow. That's a flow of the downward spiral. That too is Aum. Remember, Aum is both evolution and devolution. You have to have both. You can't just have one. That's what that's what this pathetic materialist uh, intellectuals on this planet are so so absolutely uh, obscenely ignorant of what is self-evident and obvious. If they would only open their eyes, they only believe in evolution. They don't. They don't actively, we should at least be talking as much about devolution as we are about evolution. But you never hear the word used. You never hear it addressed. That's because of fear. The fear of death. Nobody likes talking about death. Unless it's the news, unless it's the media, they love deaths. They love murder. They love mass murder. They love mass shootings. Boy, does that sell advertising. Boy, does that sell eyeballs. They love that shit. They can't get enough of that crap. And so do the movies. So do Hollywood. Hollywood loves its more movies, its thrillers, its horrors, its 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 uh, guts, guts, blood, splattering, explosions, bodies flying. It loves that shit. Oh, but more. And audiences love it too. Why not? Boy, do they love their violence. Why? As Quentin Tarantino says, because it's so much fun, Jan. Um... But we digress. We digress. You see, that's also a flow, right? The flow of blood, the flow of porn, the flow of um, uh, uh, sarcasm, 
and and uh, spiteful, harmful humor. Um, right? Because the Black Lodge has its own flow, the flow of shit, the flow of muck. Right? That's also a flow. And we can fall into that flow and we can be sucked down the toilet, be flushed down the toilet and down into the sewer system and down right, that flow goes right down into hell. The psychological hell and then after that physical hell. Well, metaphysical hell. Moon says, well, it depends if they took too much drugs, alcohol, sex with different partners that they are no longer connected to their soul and their soul can be hijacked by dark entities it takes discipline when we want to expand our mind and elevate our soul. It starts off as discipline. There's always an element of this. It, it's, it's, it's consciousness. It's consciousness. It's awareness. Discip- because eventually you want to get to a place where it's natural for you to do what's right. It's, it's natural. It requires no discipline. It would, take, it would take discipline for you to break your ethics. You, it, 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 for us, for us, we can't lie. We we are incapable of not speaking the truth. We are incapable of 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 that. We don't have to. It takes no discipline for us to be honest. Were we always that way? No, no, because of fear, we lied a lot, especially especially to parents, our, our parents, we lied to often because we were afraid of them. We were afraid of, because they were very disciplined. They were very harsh and strict. And we were afraid of, because they were afraid. As Azil says, we all know some people who are experts at triggering the last things you want to have triggered. Aha. It's a dangerous game, really. Um, what you mean by that, Azazel, if we can, if we correct us, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What Azazel is saying there is that we all have people in our lives who know how to push our buttons and they push them like they're playing a Vegas slot machine. And it is a dangerous game. <laughs> it's a dangerous game, but they are the very ones to test our resolve and how much progress we are making. Because the same people who, you know, when a number of years ago they were pressing our buttons and they could get us to, you know, go off like that, now. They can mash that button all they want, and it's it's very unlikely that they'll get the same reaction that they once did. So it's a dangerous game, but it's a necessary game. Because those hot, those triggers, those hot buttons that we have, and we all have them. You all, you know you do, and you know there are those people in your life that for whatever reason, the energetic synchronicities. Uh, you know, they 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 come into your life and they just they just know what to say or how to say it <laughs> or what to do and how to do it 
that just makes you want to just punch them in the face <laughs> or whatever, or you just blow, you know, blow your fuse or what, blow your top. What those people that know how to push our buttons and they do, um, they are precious gifts. They don't feel like gifts, <laughs> but they are precious gifts. They are part of the flow. Why? Because they're the ones that are revealing the pockets of resistance inside of us, the pockets of resistance inside of us that are truly preventing us from being in the flow. And this is the important thing about the flow is that water can flow or water can crash, as Bruce Lee said. That means it, Bruce Lee was be like water, my friend. What that meant was when Bruce Lee was coming at you with his flying dragon kicks and his and his and his punches, he was being water. But a boy. It didn't feel like water. You're getting punched in the face. You're getting attacked by a flying dragon kick. And it was coming at you like, like a whirlwind, like a tornado, like a like a, a, a water spout, like a hurricane, like a tsunami, right? That's water crashing on you. These people pressing your buttons, getting you to like all this stuff bubbling up and boiling up inside of you. Yeah, that's that's a that's a flow, all right. You have to be you have to be an you have to be an observation of that. You have to observe that. You have to see yourself in that state when you're boiling over. Like, have you ever put a pot of water or a pot of soup on the stove and you put the lid on it? And what happens? It boils over and all this makes this big mess on the stove, right? Right? You just created the conditions and you turned your back on it. You left it too long and it boils over. You have to be cognizant and conscious of your capacity to to be put in that state. And those are the people, the ones who push your buttons, they're the ones that show us that. They're the ones that give us the opportunity to experience that, to, to be in that flow, that very painful suffering and uh, suffering uh, 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 flow, the harshness, the severity of being. But we need it. We need it. And when we're truly observing ourselves and when we're truly remembering ourselves and when we're truly in the flow, that is truly being, when things are the worst, that's when we completely surrender to our innermost being. That's when there's only one pair of footprints in the sand because in that moment, we, like Hanuman, are taking all of our orders from our innermost Rama. And we are in complete service of our innermost essence of God. Benjamin says, no spring of water pours out sweet water and bitter water from the same spring opening. So if our consciousness is good, it produces goodness and vice versa. Unfortunately, we can see what the media is pouring out. Moon says, self-awareness. Just remember though, Benjamin, to use your analogy of the spring, remember that no spring of water pours out sweet water and bitter water from the same opening. True. But that is not an apt description of the state of consciousness of humanity. Because what is really happening is there is one spring and one opening. And it's always sweet water coming out of that. 
There might be a second opening for bitter water, that's true, but which is always bitter, and there's nothing you can do about it. But the 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 well of spring water that sweet water comes out of, the problem is, is that well can be tainted after the fact. That sweet water can be made bitter. And it is the ego that loves to poison and taint the, the well of sweet water. And this is, and I know you're familiar with this expression, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. How many people have you heard stand up and use the defense but 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 I had good intentions. I I did that with the best of intentions. What was what was feeding them was sweet water. But what was taking that water and tainting it and poisoning it and coloring it and changing it from sweet water to bitter water was their ego. But the sweet water represents the best intentions that they had that they began with. And so from their point of view, they think it's very unjust that they're being judged for poisoning the, the, the people, for poisoning the well, for, po- for poisoning the, uh, the, water, the, the, the jugs of water in the town. Because, well, I started with sweet water. I was bringing sweet water to you all. I was. And they say, yeah, but you put the sweet water in your old, dingy, moldy, slimy old barrels. They tainted the sweet water and they poisoned the sweet water. So by the time it got to the village and you distributed it to all the families, it was putrid, fetid, poison water. And they all got sick. So remember, ego is subtle and clever. The devil is subtle and clever. Remember who the devil is. The adversary are our egos. And remember, there is no game they like better. There is, there is no game they play better. And there is absolutely nothing that gets their goat, that gets them off more than corrupting that which is pure and sweet and of the light. That's why they love the tragic hero. They love to take the great man and make him fall. They love that. Faust is the you, you you take the devil from Faust. It's that's you know you take Dracula. You take you know you take the the global elite and their and their juvenile uh, 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 flesh trafficking rings. Why do you think they have that fetish? Why do you think they have that? If, if it's not because of what we describe, there is absolutely nothing that they covet and crave and desire more than corrupting, tempting, and making dirty and putrid and ugly what was pure and beautiful and sweet and innocent. Don't you see? That is their divinely ordained purpose to desperately, desperately make all of us not 
be. To make us fall out of the flow and into a state of perpetual resistance. Moon says self-awareness. Yes, absolutely better than the word discipline. And as Azil says, uh, yeah, even more annoying when people who d doesn't know they are pressing it because then you also get annoyed about that. It's like, yeah, it's, you know what it is? It's like, it's like, you know, you know, <laughs> and we can just, we, we can just feel into your comment there, Azazel, and maybe go, oh, hi, oh, what's that? Is that a button? Let me press it. Let me press it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Moon says, a karma also in full action now that uh, we have entered the age of Aquarius. A lot of things are coming to the light and divine protection for pure hearts. Um, yes, we are. That's a whole other live stream, Moon. That's a whole other live stream. And yes, uh, uh, Azazel, they are they are great gifts. They are great gifts. Um, but coming back, Moon, you are you are right. Um, a lot of things are coming to the light, but first. But the path to come to the light is through darkness. Remember the Aum of life. Remember the spiral, okay? You cannot ascend. If, if you haven't watched our video, our 36-minute video on, on um, the human condition solved, watch it, okay? Explains it in some detail. But we're going to do something in the meantime um, um, about this, by the way. <clears throat> We've, by the way, all of you, it was... We might as well share this with you. We had a uh, being with the speaking about being in the flow. An insight came to us as we've been sharing this video around, and we've been getting other feedback from some people. We realize that um, <clears throat> uh, we have to stop fighting it. We have to stop, and we have to go back to. We have to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, when of when we began you know, really our, our journey with this thing that we called uh, STRATCOM, strategic communications, where we said that we can communicate anything on a single 11 and a half sheet of paper. Um, and people said it was too static, it was too confusing, there was too much information, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it was it's come to us, right? It's been given to us. We now have a format, uh, three by three matrix of of slides, of narration, animation, and visualization. Uh, we think we're going to leave the music out of it uh, because, well, you might, or or it's going to be very downplayed because instead we we think we might try to go instead with uh, with sound effects to enhance and then make some very light kind of, um, but... A three by three matrix, if you can visualize that, starting off in the top right hand corner, you go across three, down two, across three, up one, and then into the middle. So we create a spiral, a, a, an inward spiral of synthesis. So you begin and you go around to the middle. And then you, so, but slide by slide by slide by slide by slide, it's nine slides total. And then you zoom out. For the 10th slide, the final slide, you end up with the visual aid. 
but we've walked you through the visual aid. We've walked you through the visual aid step by step, and we've structured the visual aid, so the infographic, to use a contemporary word, and in such a way, and the whole thing is uh, five minutes. And everything we do moving forward uh, needs to be structured in this way. Because we come to the realization that people will not watch it. The people who need to see it will not watch it. The people who want to see it will watch it. We'll watch anything. They'll watch an hour, two hours, whatever. Uh, speaking of which, I promised that I was going to share with you a BitChute video. And I'll share with you that stream in, um, in just a moment. Um, but um, no, it's uh, it's made clear that that and I mean even I mean let's let's be honest. Even the fellow who uh, trolled our uh, comment section on this live stream, even he's he's you know the same way, right? It's like oh my god, I've just lost an hour of my life. When you you know you need to you need to take notes, you need to summarize, you need to be able to tell me in five minutes what's taking you two and a half hours to say, and so on. Like he's he's clearly never watched a live stream before. Or listen to a uh, um, uh, a podcast or something of that sort, or gone to a uh, you know a, a serious lecture or anything like that. Um, but uh, but again, I mean that's the type of person who wants everything you know organized a certain way. But the reality is is that the vast majority of people have some semblance of that. Um, Um, Eduardo is chiming in here and saying, Ali shit X does that technique rather well. I think your message can rock that format. Um, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I, I hope we can rock that format. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so the, uh, the, it, it just came to us that five minutes is, uh, um, what five times uh sixty, uh three hundred uh seconds, right? When you divide that by nine, it comes to thirty three, thirty three seconds per slide. For, yeah, thirty three seconds per slide. <clears throat> oh, he said Alt Shift X. <laughs> Sorry for the spelling error. Okay, um, let's go back here for a second. Uh, Moon says yes. When I deal with Dragos, I have been a victim of many attacks, invisible rounds, and invisible rounds. My light triggers their demons, and their demons trigger my ancestors. We always clash. I block them as much as I can and leave them face their own karma. It continues, that's why they did with me. They discovered I was divinely protected. Everything backfired on them. I did not do anything i did not need to do anything i concentrated on self-love and healing the more they attacked me and more the universe blessed me i am so grateful in spite of all the betrayals and unnecessary pain and he adds awesome i am so grateful for everyone's insight well moon and um eduardo thanks for the clarification um on the uh on the spelling. Oh, and he has one more. He was not meant or ready to listen. Remember, we can only plant seeds and move forward. Yes, he's, yes, in reference to Garth, for sure. I'm not taking it too seriously, but I am 
saying that his his trolling our comment section is an extreme reaction of a very common mindset because a very close friend of ours from high school said essentially the same thing only in much uh in in not as harsh language right and not is not a, a a brutal harsh um um what do you call it um sort of spiteful way but he did say the same thing it's like you really need to you know I, and the thing is the irony is is that he was saying it in, in response to a poem that we sent him we said yeah i started reading that it was too long you should really summarize make these things shorter if you want more people to follow you i don't know how you summarize a poem an epic poem I don't know how or why anybody, I don't know anybody who's ever, uh, you know, thought of not reading a poem, but rather reading a Coles Notes version of a poem to try to get the impact of reading the poem. But that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in today. People have no patience. They have no patience. The internet age, the Twitter, Adi, the Twitter universe, they want, they want, um everybody wants everything right away everybody wants instant gratification now 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 give me what i want give it to me now if they press the download button if it's not instantaneous they freak out right if they have to wait in line for something they freak out everybody wants everything now they want convenience they want comfort and they want see that's the world revolving around you in the wrong way right they they want they don't want the flow they want a faucet and that is the way the ego the black lodge takes everything we've been talking about uh today with regards to the flow and twists and corrupts it right the ego doesn't want the flow state the ego doesn't want the being the ego doesn't want to be, no. The ego wants a faucet. And like in the cartoons, right? The ego wants to put itself under the faucet and turn on the faucet and fill up its belly with what comes out of the faucet. That's what the ego wants. Azaza says, oh, how they would love poems if they can't uh, stand the hours. Yeah. Um, they are attacking us on social networks a lot. The more we rise, the more we attract dark entities who try to block us, who trigger us. So we bring down our vibes. That's why it's important to ignore them or block them. Uh, yeah, it's look, you know what? The, the light attracts mosquitoes and moths and everything else, right? They're attracted to the light. So, um, it's just, it comes with the territory. Look, it comes with the territory. And, um, but sometimes, right, we have to recognize and have to know when, you know, um, part of the flow is accepting, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And the other thing 
that you know it, that comes along with this is you know there's it is what it is and what maybe we thought was important wasn't so important so maybe something else is more important and you put it on the scales and you're willing now to say okay what do i give up in order to accommodate this thing that's actually more important and so hopefully we'll have something to show at some point in the very near future and you guys can be the judge and you guys can let us know what you think three hour mark time for this flow to come to an end uh, we want to thank all of you for joining us uh, we give you another opportunity in the last moments here the last seconds if you want to um, give your thoughts or ask a question or make a comment otherwise um, We'll say thank you very much for being here, as always. And uh, we hope to see you again next week. And remember, be. Be the flow. Just be. Observe. Remember yourself. And, um, and as always, inverential peace. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone.